Hey everybody, it's Doug and Renee and welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Each episode is designed to encourage, uplift, and motivate you to thrive in your marriage and single life. Be blessed. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Try to be slick. I did. I I am the engineer, so when we count it down, one, two, three, here we go. I want it to be the first voice that they heard, don't you know? Anyway, welcome back, everybody. I can't think of anything that rhymes, so okay. All righty. It's all good. I I I do it for the both of us. I was going to be... The first person to jump in. I was waiting for you. I know. I was waiting for you to click the button. Push the button. I know. And then I, I know saw you I, was. I, I was already going. You was waiting and debating. Yes. <laughs> so you could jump in. Not going to finish there. that. No, I'm, I'm not either. Okay. Anyway. Anywho, this is the last Sunday in the month. Wow. It's the last. Wow. Six months already gone. Twenty twenty three in the month of June. If you're listening to this in the month of June, twenty twenty three, halfway gone. Halfway. It oh. does not seem like. What do we even do for New Year's? Did we go out? Who knows? I'm trying to think. We went to a ball, a gala, New we Year's Eve gala. We did not. It. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a gala right here up we in this house. A gala. We were up New in Year's here, Eve up gala. in here. Think no, we were at Times Square, so so the ball dropped. Anyway, okay. Anyway, y'all, he has a very vivid imagination. We were there. People saw us on TV. Don't, uh, don't get okay, mad. Okay, so welcome back. This hey, is our last back. week. Yes, yes. Um, we're finishing up our topic on nourish your marriage. Nourishing your marriage. And Feed your marriage. As we um, do for all of our topics, we pray. Invest in your marriage. For the last episode. But before we do, we just want to just, you know, share a few more thoughts before we go into prayer. Mm -hmm. A few more, just a few. Yeah. So if you've been listening, um, we just, we're. We appreciate it. We. He keeps trying to finish my sentences, bro. I wasn't trying to finish your sentence. I, but that's not what I was going to say. I wasn't trying to finish your sentence. Then you cut me off. I cut you off, but I wasn't trying to finish your <laughs> sentence. <laughs> well, stop it two times. Anyway, if you've been listening to the last few <laughs> topics, the last few episodes, um, thank you. Um, we are going to kind of recap and pick up where we left off. If you have it, I'm laughing because I'm looking at his face like he's not going to say anything now. Um, I want you to say something. I just don't want you to cut me off, dear. Can I talk now, dear? No, I'm not finished. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> go ahead, dear. I don't have anything to say. Hmm. You have to. It's a podcast. Yes. That's what we do. We no, talk. I don't have anything to say right there. I was just going to let you go. Okay. All right. So we're talking about nourish your marriage. Yes. Um, Strengthen your marriage. Yes. You feed feed, you feed your marriage. I think invest. We, I think we talked the from the first episode how important it is. What you feed grows. What you starve dies. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of times when we feel like our marriage is undernourished, we don't realize it's because we haven't been pouring into it. We haven't been feeding it. We haven't been giving our spouse the right nutrients that they need to survive, to Mm -hmm. thrive, to grow. And it's two ways, you know, in order for your marriage to grow, you both have to be feeding one another. Can't be one way. You feed in and you pour it into your spouse. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, your pitcher is empty because they haven't poured back into you. So it's definitely a two-way street. Yes. Your love tank is empty. Yes. And we don't want that. And sometimes people do feel like that. And um, I think we spend a big part of one episode talking about communication. We just really went directly into communication for one episode because communication is so important to nourish your marriage. Because if you don't say, babe, I need this, or I don't need this, or I like this, or I don't like this, or I want this, or I don't want this, how will they know? They are not mind readers. Yes. It's just like we talked about a lawn or a plant. You have to research what that particular plant needs or to grow or what that particular lawn needs to grow. I think on the first episode, we really talked about our the garden. our lawn. And no, we talked about the garden. Okay. Well, then episode two, we talked about our lawn. The lawn, yeah. yeah. And um, when we had our first house... And we didn't really know how to treat it. We didn't know what type of grass it was. There's so many different types of grass. Yeah, you it was have, just weeds. You know, Bermuda <laughs> grass or this grass or that weeds grass. weeds when we moved in. Yes. And we didn't know that. We were just cutting and pulling and just watering and we were feeding weeds. Mm. And so the weeds that, were growing. That'll, that'll, that'll preach right there. Yeah. We were feeding the weeds. We was feeding the weeds. And we was like, why aren't these things going anywhere? And why is there no grass? Because we didn't get rid of the weeds. Right. You got to get rid of the bad stuff before the good stuff will grow. Mm. A lot of times we just want the good stuff, but we don't want to get rid of the bad stuff. Right. And when we say the bad stuff, we talk about the bad stuff in yourself. Yes. Because a lot of times we are looking at our spouse and saying, oh, they need to change doing that instead of looking in the mirror and identifying what we need to change about ourselves or mm-hmm. what we need to get rid of, some bad habits, some some deeply, like a, like a weed, some mm-hmm. deeply rooted issues that we may not even realize exist, but they do show up. In our interaction with our spouse. And you know what? When you was talking about the weeds, it it took me back to the house. Mm -hmm. Because if you cut the weeds, like, you can't really tell from a distance if it's grass or weed. Right. Because it's it's all smooth. It looks, it's all edged up. It's all even. Yes, even. It's edged up. And from a distance, it looks good. Until you get up close and you start inspecting, you're like, oh. That's just weeds. And then you you wait a week, and then you see you got weeds. You don't have grass. We had weeds. We had ant mounds. And we was feeding that stuff. Yes, we watering were. Watering it, trying to do stuff. And, wow, this this is this has been re- revelational. It's, I don't even know if that's a word. Revelatory? Yeah, to me, mm-hmm. when you said we were feeding the weeds, because we was. And it we... You know, you try to figure out why the weeds aren't going away. 
we're, we're literally talking about weeds. We're talking about grass mm-hmm. and weeds. Um, we're trying to figure out why the weeds wasn't going away because we was feeding it. And then the light bulb went off right then and there. That but as it is with grass, natural. so it is with your yeah. marriage. Yep. What are you feeding? Yeah. What you, what you uh, feed grows and what you starve dies. So if you starve your bad attitude, your selfishness, it'll eventually go away. But you have to be intentional about it. If said, instead of being this selfish, spoiled you know, spouse that you have to always have your way, try flipping it and letting your spouse get their way. The more you do that, the more that, that nature or that attitude or that need will starve and die. Yeah. And, but that takes intentionality. You have to really say, okay, I notice I'm always trying to get my way and I'll throw myself under the bus. I was like that for a very long time, spoiled, uh, youngest child syndrome, um, got to have my way and wanted to be spoiled and wanted all of the attention. And honestly, sometimes I still do, but it's not as uh, prevalent as it once once was because I've matured <laughs> and changed somewhat where it's like in the grand scheme of things, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, it really wasn't making me happy because he wasn't happy. If he was doing it just to shut me up, that that was not making for a happy home. That's not a long-term answer. If, if you're just doing it to appease your spouse right. or just, you know, going along to get along, that's not a long-term solution, I should say. Right to a to a problem. Right, because after a while, you're gonna start to have some resentment mm-hmm. about about doing that, especially if it continues and you never get it reciprocated. Yeah. Um, the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes three one and two: to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant. And a time to pluck up that which is planted. And if you read on through uh, Ecclesiastes 3, it talks about different seasons and different times. And it is the same in in our marriage. There is a season. We have a book, His Story. Her Story. God's God's Glory. Where we talk about four very specific seasons in our marriage. Uh, very difficult seasons and how God got the glory out of it and brought us through it. And it's important for you to realize that there is going to be a season where you may be the one who is doing all of the seed planting. You may be the one doing all of the watering. You may be the one doing all of the sacrificing. You may be the one doing all of the nourishing at the moment, but you have to trust and believe God's word is true, that he's not a man that he shall lie. He said to everything, there's a time and a season and a time to plant and a time, basically a seed time Mm -hmm. and harvest. You reap what you sow. You're going to get a reward. You're going to reap a harvest for what you are doing in this particular season. You just have to trust God, do it as unto God, and make sure that your intention is pure. We talked about that as well, making sure that you're not just doing it because, oh, if I do this, I'm going to get something in return. Mm -hmm. 
you have to trust God's word. You're going to get something in return, but your heart has to be pure. Your your motives have to be without selfish um with a without a selfish agenda. I um I'm still stuck on what we will we got up. I'm still stuck on 25 26 years ago. We were watering weeds. I'm still stuck on that. And just and I, I really, I know for somebody who's listening to us, I want them to really get the picture of how futile it is to try to get grass, try to grow grass, but you are watering the weeds. You're just feeding the wrong thing. And there's nothing wrong with the water. The water's fine. The soil was fine, fine, excuse me, because ultimately uh, we got grass, but we had to get rid of the bad thing, the negative thing. We had to get rid of it and we had to kill it. We had to kill it at the root, as mm-hmm. they say in Texas, the root. <laughs> we had to kill it at the root and make sure that it did it because um, the, the weeds spread like wildfire. I don't know if that's a good analogy. The weed spread uh, very, uh, they just spread throughout our our grass. And the thing is, our next door neighbor, they took care of their grass, so they didn't have weeds. The, the neighbors on both sides of us, they yeah, took care of their when, grass. I think when we bought our house, when it was new, mm-hmm. and it was a new build, but they didn't sell it right away. Yeah, so, it, just so sat. It, it sat for a while, mm-hmm. and there was no one caring for the grass. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I, I think I need to uh, shoot you an offering for we were watering the weeds. Yes. I'm going to send you an offering. Yes. Do that. Uh, um, I'll give you an offering tonight, mama. Yes. Cash app, uh, Coach <laughs> Renee Dantzler. Um, you act like you ain't here, but you heard me. I heard you. Okay. But I had a thought because yes. we were talking about what you feed grows and what you starve dies. That's why, and you talk about this, I, I you may have done it during the course of this um, series, but we talk, um, Doug often talks more about it than I do, fasting. Mm-hmm. That's why fasting is such a great discipline. You fast and you believe in God for something because, you know, in the Bible in Matthew, he tells his disciples that some things only come by prayer and, and fasting. fasting. Yes. But also, it's a discipline, when you turn your plate over and say, God, I'm going to turn my plate off, plate plate over, meaning I'm not going to eat, whether it's all day, two days, three days, you know, 12 hours, whatever yeah, it is, whatever, it whatever you commit to God to do, you are putting your flesh under subjection. And that is a very important thing when it comes to marriage, because sometimes it's hard to put your desires your natural needs that God placed inside of us. But when it comes to your marriage and you have to make sacrifices, Mm -hmm. that could be a difficult thing to do. And fasting can help you with disciplining. So if if you can discipline with turning your plate over, then you could discipline in other areas of your life. Exactly. And God will help you to do that. But you may have to start by going on a fast. You know, there's some things, God, that I really need to do better 
as it relates to being a husband, as it relates to being a wife. And I'm just going to turn my plate over so you can help me. Maybe you don't have a specific prayer request. Maybe it's just God help me. I'm turning my plate over because I don't know what to do. And it really does help for you to be, when you're in that fasting, you want to pray, you want to read your word, you want to study scripture, you want to listen listen to worship music, you want to just stay connected to God so you could clearly hear from God. And it's a way for your spirit, you're killing your flesh so that your spirit can become Mm -hmm. more alive. And that helps you to be more in tune with what God is saying. Because sometimes we get distracted. We get full from eating food. We're watching TV. We're doing this, that, and the other. And we really can't hear from God. Yeah. I, I, I just, we've said this countless times. In order to get God's results, you have to do it God's way. And if you're listening to this podcast and you've been listening to us for any length of time, you know, we've always stressed um, this, has been, this has been a Christian podcast from day one. We've never deviated or steered off of that. that. That's what God told us to do. But I feel like there are some people who, who listen to us and because they like us, whatever, and they're trying to apply the principles, but they're not getting the results. But the first thing you have to do is surrender your heart to Jesus and ask him to come into your life and be Lord and be your Lord and savior. So if you're driving, you know, I'm not asking you to pull over. You could be on the airplane. You could have downloaded this podcast for you got on the plane so you can listen to it. I will ask you to take a moment and just, if you're not, if you haven't um, asked Jesus to come into your life as your personal Lord and Savior. Just do it right now. It's nothing elaborate. Nobody has to lay hands on you because, you know, you're driving, you're on the metro, you're on a bus, you're on a plane, wherever you may be. But just like, just ask and believe God that he will come into your life and be Lord and Savior over your life. There, there are no magic words. That's why I'm hesitant to, to say, well, say this, say that. There are no magic words. You just have to believe in your heart and confess out of your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And there's, Lord, just save me. Lord, help me. Lord, take over my life. However you want to do it in your own way. But everything we've talked about for the last three years, you know, you won't get the full effect of it, the full impact of it, if you don't first accept Jesus into your life. I felt like I had to say that. Yeah, I I get it. Um, That's something that is of grave importance, Mm -hmm. that you let Jesus be the head of your life. Because in order for your marriage to work God's way, because he created marriage, you need to have a relationship with God. And we have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, his son, that he sent to die on the cross for our sins so that we can have a direct uh, relationship with him. And um, yeah, so no, I get it. That is that is so important. Um, before we pray, there was just a couple of notes, if that's okay, that I wanted to sure. just 
run through. She'll podcast um, you. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is Doug I and can always, Renee. I can, when I go through the post-production, I can always chop it up. Oh, don't do nah, that. No, I'm just joking. We do this in one take. Yes. Um, so here's a couple of things. Remember, things are not going to happen on their own. Um, it takes commitment to God, commitment to the institution of marriage, and then commitment to each other. You have to be intentional. You know, when it comes to nourishing your marriage, you have to, you have, you, (laughs) you have to, um, you have to, he, he's messing me up. You have to be intentional Mm -hmm. about your, your walk with God, the institution of marriage and your, the, the, um, what do you call it? The vows that you said to one another. Um, sometimes it means forsaking your own feelings for the betterment of the marriage. That, I think, is one of the hardest things because a lot of people uh, think about, what about me? Yeah. I want to get my way. I they, should be happy. They have the wham, wham, happy. wham mentality. Mm-hmm. What about me? I'm not getting this. She didn't do this. He doesn't do this. I want, I want, I want. And and the reality of it is nowhere in the Bible in marriage does it say that. He gives commands for the wife to honor her husband and to submit. And he gives commands to the husband to submit and to love. They both have to submit one to the other. Um, The the honor, again, goes along with respect, probably because that's the hardest thing for a woman to do, especially us independent women. Um, (laughs) And then loving the wife might be the most difficult thing for the husband to do. Especially us independent men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And more important, he says, love them the way Christ loved the church. Christ died for the church. Mm -hmm. So that means the man has to maybe not physically die, but you have to die to your own needs, your own desires, your own wants. Very challenging. So sometimes, again, that means forsaking your own feelings for the betterment of the marriage. And you were talking about loving. We have to, when I say we, husbands, we have to love our wives, not just love them, but love them in a way where they feel loved. Yes. That goes back to the love languages. That goes back to it's in you. It's like prego. It's in you. God. Yes. God commanded you to do it, he was he's not going to tell you to do something you don't have the power to do. And if you don't, ask him, Lord, help me. You told me to love my wife. How do I need to love my wife? Show, show me, God. Yeah, and, and you, you'll have to have a conversation with your wife. Yeah, I'll, I'll give, you know, actions speak louder than words. You could say you want to love your wife. You could say you want to respect your husband. But if you don't do it, then that means absolutely nothing at all. Uh-oh. And um, an example, Doug doesn't know I'm going to say this. We, um, we went out on a date on Friday. So we still go out on dates. We go out to dinner, you know, movies, walks, you know, play putt-putt, different things. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be in each other's company. Mm-hmm. And we went out to dinner this 
past weekend, yeah, Friday, a couple of days ago. Anyway, (laughs) a couple of days ago. (laughs) And we were sitting there and you said, how many dates have we been on since we've been married? And I was like, uh, you was like, I'm not expecting you to answer. (laughs) You know, I really don't know. (laughs) But the point of it is that I still enjoy going out with you. And that meant a lot to me. Him saying that to me with all sincerity, because I'm a words affirmation person. I wasn't looking for him to say that, but that meant a lot to me for him to say that he still enjoys my company because I know there was a season where we could not do that. We could not stand to be around each other. We did not enjoy each other's company. For us to be in a place now for him to say that, that meant a lot to me because um, I'm a words affirmation person. I'm going to speak for him. I think it meant a lot to him that I said, let's go out on a date on Friday because it had been a couple of weeks. We hadn't gone out because he's a quality time person. And the fact that we could sit at the dinner table, no TV, no phones, because we, we're not on our phones unless we have a conversation where we want to look something up. Mm-hmm. But no phones, no TV. It's just me and him sitting across from one, one another having a conversation. That means a lot to him. And so that was one way of us nurturing one another. And I know you're quiet, but I already know that it's true. No, no, I was going to say, what you, you going to really, say, brother? If you really appreciated what I said, you should have picked up the check. Um, <laughs> She's shaking her head, nope. Like, no. I'm like, same same account. What's the difference? It's still. Your card coming out, my card, same thing. It's anyway. Still. Anywho. Anywho. Um, you got your business account. And anyway. Any, <laughs> <laughs> it's a business account. We wasn't discussing business. Okay. It wasn't a business meeting. Okay. Anywho. No, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Okay. Because yeah. I had no idea what you was going to say. Okay. Um. So basically, before we go into prayer, you have anything else you want to say? No. I mm-hmm. just want to say this. A successful, thriving marriage doesn't come naturally. It comes by nurturing. I can't say something to that because marriage isn't natural. It is not. That's, that's why it doesn't come naturally because it's not natural. Right. So you have to nurture it. And yeah. You have to be intentional. I'm going to give you an offering tonight, mama. All right. My, my cash <laughs> app <laughs> is dollar sign. You know, you know the rest. I'm talking about. Anyway, well, we're going to go before the Lord in prayer. As we often ask, if you're with your spouse, uh, grab their hands. If you want to pause it and grab your spouse, or you can listen now and then listen with your spouse later. But we're going to go before the Lord in prayer. Bow your heads and all hearts and minds are thinking about the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We first give you praise, glory, and honor, and thank you for this opportunity to share what we feel like you have laid on our hearts to share to those who listen to Doug and Renee Married Life. God, is not our podcast, it's your podcast. We dedicate it to you, and we thank you, God, for just using us to pour into the lives of these listeners, to feed these listeners what you have planted in our hearts to feed from experience, from our studies, from 
everything that you would have um, poured into us, God. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to pour out. We pray in the name of Jesus that each listener will take to heart what's been said and learn to nourish their own marriages, God. Help the husbands and the wives learn each other's love language, learn what's nourishing, what's helpful, what feeds their marriage to help it grow, to help it not just survive, but to thrive and to do well and to give your name glory, honor, and praise, God, because we are supposed to be the example of Christ and the church. So help each marriage um, thrive. Help them to learn to starve those negative areas, those selfish ideas, those old bad habits, anything that's unlike you. Help them to learn how to starve it so that it does not cause any uh, problems in their marriage, any division, any strife. We bind it right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for feeding each marriage, God. God, help them to do whatever it is they need to do so that their cup is not empty, so that they can continually pour into one another, whether it's prayer time, whether it's meditation time, whether it's staying in your word or watching or listening to different uh, ministers that pour into them, God, Uh, whether it's doing Bible studies, whether it is fasting, whatever it is, God, we pray that you would encourage each and every heart to uh, get go to you, who is the filling station, so that they can pour into their spouse. We pray for nourished marriages right now. We pray that you would help them to pull up the weeds and the the bad places, anything that has been rooted that is causing a hindrance in their marriage, thriving God. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will help them to pull it out, that they will be able to grow and thrive and have a healthy, vibrant marriage. God, whatever that looks like, if it means going to counseling, God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will encourage their heart, that they will see that that's not taboo, that there's nothing wrong with that. God, because it says in your word, that we should seek good godly counsel. So Father, we pray that you give them wisdom to seek counsel, to help them, God, to thrive, to grow, and to succeed. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind separation and divorce from anyone who's thinking about doing that at this moment, God. We pray that you will stop and block that enemy, that you will bring about good communication, and that they will start to talk and listen, understand, comprehend, appreciate one another, and to do what's right and pleasing in your sight. God, we give every marriage to you, and even single people who are listening to this, we dedicate them to you, God, to have your way in their life. Speak to them, God. Speak to their hearts and help them in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I touch and agree with everyone and everything my wife just prayed for. Your word says one plants, one waters, but you get the increase. Father, our our prayer is that we don't care if anybody remembers our name. It doesn't matter as long as they remember you, the author and finisher of their their faith. So we pray that as the husbands and wives and single people listening to us, that they hear you 
that is their ultimate desire to become closer to you, whether they're single or married. It doesn't matter. It's just that they want, we, our desire is that they become closer to you. For those that don't know you in the pardon of their sins, we pray that your Holy Spirit will reveal himself to them so that they may say, what must I do to be saved? It is our prayer in Jesus' name that everyone under the sound of our voice becomes a a son, a daughter of you, becomes a Christ follower. So we thank you and we just seal this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.